0: Welcome to It Starts Within, a podcast from Platinum Performance, where we'll dive into the health challenges faced by veterinarians and horse owners alike. Join us for inspiring stories about the latest advancements in equine care, treatments, and comebacks. You'll hear interviews with elite competitors, innovative researchers, and the veterinarians that devote their lives to horses and the humans that love them. At Platinum Performance, we know the power of nutrition starts within. Hello again, everyone. This is Jesse Bengoa with the It Starts Within podcast here at Platinum Performance. And today, today's a special day. So we all just got back from the lovely Las Vegas, Nevada, where the National Finals Rodeo has been going on for the last, uh, well, it goes on for for 10 days, but for the last few weeks, it has been full on National Finals Rodeo uh, extravaganza happening in lovely Las Vegas. Um, And one of our uh, sponsored athletes uh, tends to dominate the house every year um, since she has started there at the National Finals Rodeo. She's the one and only Haley Kinsel, um, and I have her here with me today. Um, It's my pleasure to be able to say a quick hello to Haley after what was a pretty incredible 10 days. Hi, Haley.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: We're doing good and much to Haley Kinsel's style. She's sitting on the bumper of a trailer right now so we can uh, have a quick chat. She just got back home uh, from the rodeo turned sister out and you know for those of you who don't know um, who have who have obviously never seen the sport of barrel racing um, sister is Haley's uh, primary partner in crime. Um, her, her equine partner extraordinaire and just an amazing and sassy mare that has taken her uh, to the top together. So Haley credits a lot of her success to sister. And we're going to dig into that a little bit so we can hear a little bit about um, the myth, the legend sister herself. Um, and about Haley's experience at the NFR. and I love this video that you posted on Instagram because I am one of your many Instagram stalkers. Um, and you showed Sister where you would think you guys would both be knocked down tired after the rodeo and after the drive back to Texas, which is never short from anywhere. Um, and uh, and and oh, and there's one of Haley's many dogs too. they'll join us also. Um, and you posted this pic- this video of of Sister and you turn her out and she is like, ready to roll. You said, let's go round number 14. Here we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, I thought she would be tired. I really did. And I actually took that video the day after we got home, um, just got it posted yesterday, but you'd think, you know, she might be napping or laying out in the sun or anything. No, she is lapping her pen. It's like, she doesn't know how to turn it off. Um, so she's been having fun, clearly recovered. Well, um, we tried to be very conscious of how, you know, her physical state while we were driving home. We weren't in a big hurry to get home if she needed to rest. And we wanted to make sure she stayed hydrated on the trip back since we had to run our 10th round on Saturday and leave on Sunday. So we weren't in a big hurry, but we ended up having to kind of beat a storm on the way back that was going through Arizona. So we got home a little sooner than we necessarily intended to. And we're kind of monitoring sis to make sure what, you know, are we good? Is she okay? Oh yeah, she's fine. I'm exhausted. My mom is wiped out, but sis looks like we could go again today or go 10 more. Um, I'm glad we don't have to, though, but, (laughs) does seem to recover and bounce back. Well, you'd never know she had some age on her at this point.
0: No, you know, it's not shocking to anyone who knows you or sister that she does nothing slowly. So, um, so that was pretty cute to see though, because she definitely gives it her all. She's one of those horses with a ton of heart, um, and try. And I think she, for those people who don't follow rodeo or I guess equine sports in general, and they wonder like, oh man, gosh, these horses work so hard. They love it. And you can clearly see that when sister bursts into the Thomas and Mac or really any arena, um, girlfriend uh, likes her job, right?
1: Oh, gosh. She loves it maybe more than I do. And I love it. But she is so you know, passionate. And you don't think of that of a word for a horse, but that is like what she thinks about what she lives for. She's always more excited at a race. She's pretty lazy at home. She's a generally pretty laid back mare. But when you get somewhere, it's, it's not just like typical nerves or what you would expect to see. She is looking around, looking for the rodeo. I have parked like a mile from a rodeo and she can, she will find where the noise is coming from and watch the perf from wherever I'm parked. Doesn't matter how far away it is, as if it's like my turn to go. And there was one day during the finals this year, and I can't remember what round it was, maybe six or seven, but she looked a little more maybe subdued during the day and, uh, she hadn't been tired up to that point. And I thought, oh, I wonder if she's starting to get a little tired. Do I need to do anything more for her? Do I need to give her a day off? And then when six o'clock rolled around and they started making noise at the Thomas and Mac, it was like the eyes came open and she stood up straighter and was ready. Like the thing went off in her head that said, it's time for me to do my thing. And It's amazing to me because I feel like I'll always know if there is something I need to pay attention to. She's pretty expressive. But for the most part, she just says, put me in, coach, just about every time. Uh, That is always encouraging and fun. And I have to remember that, especially when you're running 10 rounds in Vegas, because it is sometimes hard on you mentally to think I'm asking my horse for a lot this time. Um, I don't necessarily... I definitely don't do that the rest of the year. And um, most of us don't go more than maybe three or four days in a row at most. So to go 10, it's a weird concept in my head to say, yeah, you did great. Let's do it again. You did great. Let's do it again. And I, I worry sometimes, are they happy? Is this what they want? But when you see a horse like that, you realize that this is what she wants. This is what she wants to do. Like if, if there was a moment that she didn't, I would know, and we wouldn't do it. So if I'm sitting in the alley on her, I am committed that she wants to be there. And she shows me every day that she wants to do it. So it's definitely her job more than just mine I just feel like I'm along for the ride most days
0: it's pretty cool because a lot of the time the um the jockey on top of the horse is the one getting all the attention but I feel like in your case you and sister are superstars in tandem um and for for those listeners who are hearing us talk right now and they're thinking okay well I've never been to Vegas to the national finals rodeo like tell me about this, uh, this hoopla that goes on out there. I mean, it really is the Super Bowl rodeo, right? I mean, that's how it's described. And I feel like when you're on the ground there, it's very obvious that the entire, I mean, it turns into cowboy town for 10 days, which is real cool. You know, everyone's in cowboy hats, there's country music playing everywhere. It's a great crowd. I'm a little biased, but horse people are pretty cool people. Um, And it's so neat when you walk into the Thomas and Mac, it is a production. And I feel like it's only gotten better and better through the years. Um, It's run real slick, uh, and it's just so cool to see because you were watching the 15 best athletes in every rodeo sport uh, right there on the small, compact little arena that's essentially on a basketball court, Um, and it's just so neat to see you guys. But So tell me about the feeling. I mean, every every NFR has got to be a little bit different. Um, Your goals probably shift a little bit with every one of them. So tell me about when you roll into Vegas, you know, what you're thinking, what your strategy is, the team behind you, because you definitely have a pretty amazing team behind you. Tell me about the national finals rodeo.
1: Well, it's just like the announcer says during the grand entry every night, Las Vegas is a cowboy town for 10 days in December. And that is so true. Like you said, everything seems to revolve around the rodeo, around the sport. Um, It's constant hyper-focus on the athletes, the animals, the excitement every night, Um, there's so much that goes on during the day as well. So it's not just a nighttime production. I mean, all day long, whether we're signing autographs, whether we're doing practices in the morning, whether the guys are breaking in fresh cattle, or if you're just taking care of your horse, everything you do out there revolves around the rodeo itself. And even if you're just a fan and in for the day, you can find watch parties as well as go to the rodeo. You can go to the various you know locations to be part of the rodeo experience stuff throughout the, throughout the week, daytime, nighttime, all over. So it is very constant. It does hyper-focus you as well about the rodeo. It's hard to think about anything else because that's all that's going on. But it's overall, especially when the rodeo rolls around, it feels like a sensory overload. The Thomas & Mac is such a small compact packed place with a lot of noise and a lot of people packed into a tiny basketball arena and the greatest horses, the greatest athletes of the year get to come in there. And you even look in the stands and see some of the greatest of all time still come back to watch. And that's a pretty cool feeling uh, to know that everyone who's lived rodeo is paying attention to those 10 days. And so to be part of that, to be on the center stage of it, it feels like a real honor Um, I think every year that I get to go back, the thing that becomes more and more unique is recognizing that this doesn't last forever as a competitor, and I want to enjoy it as much as I can, especially with the horses themselves. Horses have limited careers. Unfortunately, I can't keep doing this for 30 years on Sister, but uh, if I can... Max maximize her chance of doing this and going back because I know she likes it so much. And I know that she thrives there, particularly um, among many other places. I'm going to keep doing that and just do my best to to let this go on as long as it can, because it is a fun ride. It's a crazy ride out there and it's a little bit exhausting it's a lot exhausting. That's a lie. It's a lot exhausting during the day. We're out there for a full two plus weeks, maybe a little closer to two and a half and definitely that long as far as being away from home, taking care of our sponsor obligations as well as trying to meet fans because it is the most centralized place that rodeo fans can come and see their favorite athletes as well. So we want to be conscious of that and try and make time for them as well without taking away from, the most important 10 nights in our career of the year. So, uh, get, doing that balancing act all week is a little hard, but definitely worth it. Um, it's a fun time, and then you mix in trying to just take care of your horse and having them ready to go. So, we have a lot of help. I've got a team out there that's taking care of things, and that's mostly my family, my parents, my brother, and his wife, and a couple good friends, maybe in and out. And they are always quick to pick up where I would leave off if I've got to you're like, okay, I've got a jet by this time. Cause I've got this obligation. They make sure that there is nothing left undone, no ropes left untied. I mean, everything is spotless and perfect as if it would be if I was at home and had all the time in the world to take care of the horses and make sure that they are ready to compete each night. So that's wonderful for me because I don't have to worry about what is not getting done. If I'm busy, I can just pitch something to someone in my crew and they take it and run with it. And, uh, keeping everybody moving like that. We get in a pretty good uh, rhythm out there of who's who's in charge of what and who's taking care of who. And we call my dad Uber Dan. He's the guy that drives me everywhere. He drops me off the door so I don't have to take an extra hour to go park and try and make it somewhere on time. Uh, my mom lives with the horses, like, eats, sleeps, and breathes the barn the entire time. So just all of us being flexible and trying to make sure that we get everything done that we need to plus a little extra. Cause you know, it is an important rodeo. So uh, that, that's important. And it's, it's special. I get to do it with my family and I always am admiring their commitment to it because for them, their name's not getting called out. Um, you know, they don't have paid jobs. I don't even have vests with their names on them yet. I should probably get that next, but, uh, they don't get the credit that they deserve, but they really do sacrifice a lot for a commitment to my 10 days, two weeks out there in Vegas.
0: We might be able to help you with the vest with their names on it. But um <laughs> but you know, we don't get to see Uber Dam. We don't get to see his um his face that much, but the one we do get to see is your mama, who is, <laughs> I mean, who is and has been your your right hand since I mean the beginning. I that's that's kind of where your uh your talents emerge from, I feel like. And you guys have so much in common. She's such an amazing horsewoman. But my favorite is to watch your mom in the alley. At the Thomas and Mac both before and after your run, because before your run, it looks absolutely terrifying from the outsider looking in because you've got these huge barrel horses that are high on life at that moment, like ready to roll down the aisle and they are not calm. We'll put it that way as as much as you guys are trying to keep them that way. And your mom is this tiny little thing. And yet she has it completely under control. Like there is no fear in her eyes and she knows exactly what's going on. She's going to keep sister calm with you until it's your turn to go. And then when you buzz out of that arena going 9-0, your mom is so cute because every time you make a great run, she literally jumps up and clicks her heels in the air and you can just see how excited she is. She's seen you a million times, but it's so, it's just so cool. I mean, you can feel the excitement and how she's a part of it. It's pretty neat.
1: It is very special. I definitely wouldn't, could, wouldn't be able to do it without her, but wouldn't want to if I could. Um, she makes it so fun. And uh, last year in uh, 2021, early in the year, we detected a brain tumor that she had and was removed, um, spotless surgery, long recovery, of course. But since then, it for all of us has given us a little little bit of a new appreciation for the second chance she's getting. So I, she's always been a very fun loving person and committed to enjoying the moment. But I think even more so now, after that experience, um, like said, even with my uh, maturity, I guess, of uh, going back to the NFR, you just recognize that this is not a guaranteed thing and you want to enjoy it so she used to do that heel click when something would be amazing like we'd win around or you know set some record or something and now it's pretty much if I just make a clean run and things are great um she is gonna be excited she's gonna jump in the air um what people don't see is so much behind the scenes that she- she does she really is a great horsewoman and she is very confident with the horses um sister and her have a great relationship she's been there since the training process in the beginning she helped me immensely with her um since then i've been the one to run her but but she's sister's other person um so she's definitely confident in that and knows it and uh they have their own unique relationship, a partnership of sorts. Um, so we're definitely a team all together. And I'm very grateful to have her help and glad that people can see a little glimpse of her every night when when things go great for us or even just creeping in the alley with us.
0: Oh, no, she definitely makes an impact. That's for sure. So tell me a little bit about what you two and your team does at the national finals rodeo in particular. Now, we are ignoring the entire year that it takes to get to the NFR. So we want to acknowledge that the NFR is not a given it's 15 of the top barrel racers in the entire country where hundreds and hundreds of, of barrel racers are out there every day, you know, making runs at pro rodeos. Um, and it's a very select group that earns the right to be at the NFR. Um, so it takes a lot of miles and a lot of work to get there, but once you make it, um, it has a lot of unique, challenges, I guess you would call them, you know, you're in Las Vegas, super foreign environment, a lot going on. So how do you maintain consistency with taking care of, you know, sister, whomever you happen to be riding that night, usually sister, um, how do you maintain that consistency, recover them, uh, and take care of them the way that they need to be taken care of? Cause they're making 10 pretty important runs right in a row, which is foreign to both you and the horses.
1: Absolutely. Uh, We try and time everything very specifically. So we are pretty on the dot about morning feedings, afternoon and evening. We do feed three times a day there because you are running about the time of day that they would generally at home like to eat dinner. (laughs) And uh, we want to make sure that they're competing on a happy stomach. So we'll feed them a small portion um, in the earlier afternoon. And then another small portion after that run that night to help them know that they are done. You know, competition is over, time to relax. We we do a lot of basic things in that sense afterwards to give them a real final work is over, time to be relax so that they know when to rest. Um, sister is very good about that. And for the most part, she eats and drinks well on the road. But going out to Vegas from Texas is such a strong climate change. And so we've always had to battle issues with are they wanting to drink enough because you're now in a dry climate? Is it going to be cold out there this year? or Is it going to be nice and warm? You know, so we're taking sheets and blankets and monitoring temperatures overnight. We're uh, always making sure that they feel like they have somewhere comfortable to lay down if they want to um she's a napper she likes her mid-morning naps so we will feed and get them out early for the early morning practices which happen every other day or just get them out for a walk if it's an off day and then make sure and put them away for that mid-morning because she is going to want to rest and lay down so she's going to have a clean stall and fresh water for that um of course, our supplements help a lot because nutrition is key out there. That's something that you can't forsake because for two weeks at a time, this isn't a one night away from home. Oh, my horse didn't want to eat tonight. He'll be fine. He can recover tomorrow. This is a constant time where we have to be on our game for two solid weeks. So uh, we do get out there earlier than some people maybe. Um, especially in the the roping events where the horses maybe aren't used every single night or they don't have as much uh, taxing of a job as the barrel horses do. But we're out there generally by the Sunday prior And that gives them enough time with a Tuesday morning first practice and a Thursday first round to really settle in and get acclimated to the temperature, make sure that all our ducks are in a row, we're eating, we're drinking, we're rolling, we're comfortable, um, all of those things. And then just sticking to our schedule after that, I think they do tend to be pretty creatures of habit. And if we can establish that schedule early in the week and get them comfortable with it, then there's no shock factor. Um, Of course, the run itself is the the added thing, and then we keep doing that. But they seem to know, like I said with Sis, she knows about the time of day that we're going to get back to work and do the thing. And having that schedule very set for her seems to help her stay relaxed the rest of the time. She knows when to turn it on and when to turn it off out there.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I know we talk, you know, before you go to Las Vegas about how to recover her and um, you've used Platinum Renew quite a bit, right? What, uh, why, you know, why have you used Platinum Renew?
1: You know, it was my first NFR of 2017 and I had never made anywhere near that many runs in a row, maybe three. And I was talking to my vet, Dr. David Dutton, and he said, you know, going out there, there's two things you have to take, can't leave home without, Platinum Renew and Platinum Longevity. And we made 10 runs that year on a young horse who had never done anything like that. And she never even showed her soreness. So that made me a believer right then in those two products, the Longevity with the Turmeric. And then of course the Renew, given pre and post race to just help those muscles bounce back, help them stay hydrated. And the amino acids, I mean, just the muscle recovery itself, the soreness post run the next day, I think is what you see more than right after, right after they may be, Oh, we're good. You know, they've got a lot of energy. They're, they're high on life, like you said. And then their adrenaline wears off and then they stand around or they sleep. And if they don't drink enough water right afterwards, then they're going to be tight muscle the next day. And then you may have a cranky horse or you may have a horse that gets harder to ride the next night because their muscle sore. So staying ahead of that has been really important for me. And that includes using those two particular supplements to make sure that we are way ahead of soreness. It, it shouldn't happen at all. Instead of After we have a sore horse, okay, how do we treat this? What do we need to do or give to to help get over this hump? So we are very uh, strict with our post-run pre as well, of course. Everyone is big into warm-up, but we may spend more time than most people post-run, making sure that she's cooled out, hot walking, ice boots, little more walking and some roll time, um, icing the whole leg with cold water, uh, a liniment if we feel like there's some sort of soreness that we need to take out. But more than likely, it's just a little bit of massaging and making sure that she's relaxed, making sure that she drinks, giving that renew afterwards has been a game changer for sure. And it seems when she is the most comfortable muscle-wise, she's also the most likely to eat and wants to not just put her head down and drink, but put her head down and eat all of her grain afterwards wants to eat her whole hay bag. So uh, keeping in mind that muscle soreness, staying ahead of that can really solve a lot of other problems that can include gastrointestinal issues and just make those never, never start. I feel like it's a lot easier to be preventative than (laughs) be fixing afterwards for us.
0: It It so holds true with the horses and the people, right. You know, being proactive versus reactive. And I know Dr. Dutton, who is just amazing. I just got to see him in San Antonio, incredible veterinarian. Um, and he is real big on that, you know, being proactive and hoping to, uh, prevent, you know, versus going uphill when you need to treat. So, um, so pretty cool. You've got a, an amazing strategy that obviously, uh works pretty well. Um, there's been some some pretty good results that have come out of that. And those results include, let me just brag on you for a minute. Let me make you totally uncomfortable. So four times uh in terms of your world championships. So this was number four, right? That's a, that's amazing, Haley. I mean, that's a huge, huge deal. So four-time world champion um coming home after the national finals rodeo with her fourth gold buckle. Um, you also have won 21 rounds overall. Right at the National Finals Rodeo and the Thomas and Mack Arena against the best barrel racers uh, in the world at that particular time. You've exceeded $1 million won at the Thomas and Mack at the National Finals Rodeo, uh, mostly a board sister. And those are all amazing things. And then you take the 2022 National Finals Rodeo, you've been there a few times and you got the fastest run of the entire rodeo to 1334 which we got to watch this year. So it was it was pretty cool to be able to see you in person running this amazing lightning fast round. Um, and it's just awesome. You know, it's like one, one new goal after another is checked off the list. And it's pretty special to watch you and sister accomplish those things. And probably 10 times more special to be the one in the saddle doing it.
1: Oh, it's just a, a blessing to be on her back. She is the reason that we do any of this. Sister's definitely the reason I ever thought we would even try rodeoing and see how we do back then. Um, She's amazing to still be as strong as she was when we first started. I am spoiled, I guess. I've never left the world standing since 2017 lower than second. So for her to be that dominant over the last six years is amazing. And it's been, it's been as amazing to be on her back for her as it is watching myself, you know, I feel like I'm watching it like an outer body experience of what this horse has done. Um, yeah, she's truly incredible. And I'm just grateful to be the one that take care of her. I do feel an immense weight always with a horse like this. She requires the best of me, the absolute best. And when I'm not my absolute best, it shows up because she's way ahead of me. <laughs> that happened a couple times this year at the NFR, but, uh, Overall, if I can get on her level, she's incredible. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful she pushes me to be better because uh, being still pretty young in this and knowing that this is going to be part of my life for a long time, I I do want to learn as much as I can from a horse like that. I, I know that she is a, just a, a gift and a blessing and something I need to enjoy as long as possible and um, just help her to enjoy her own job.
0: Yeah. And you know, you do an incredible job of that, you know, as someone who gets to to know you all your round, um, you don't just stick to the status quo, you know, Haley and I get to talk all the time over text and the phone and Hey, I'm thinking about trying this and this horse is doing this and what should I change? And I mean, I love how um, conscientious you are about taking care of your horses and you are so finely attuned to what they need. Um, It's amazing. And those results show and you know, sister might give you her best, but you return that um, and give her your best too all the time with with your thoughtfulness with them. So it's neat to see. And you know, it's it's funny, we were doing some some things with the cowboy channel at cowboy Christmas. So I happened to be there at the platinum booth this year. And for anybody who hasn't seen cowboy Christmas before Haley was mentioning all of the things that go on around the NFR in Las Vegas and cowboy Christmas. I don't know. Tell me if you disagree, Haley, but the best I can describe it is you walk in the door and it's like three Costco's put together. It's huge, so overwhelming. And it's every brand in the Western world that's out there. It's like a shopping extravaganza, but it's where you go to actually be able to meet the athletes, you know, at these respective brands booths. And, you know, we were grateful to that day. We had both you and um, our dear friend, Lisa Lockhart there, Uh, signing. And I hadn't looked at the times at the booth. I just was doing my thing with the Cowboy channel. I walked away and I started walking back toward the booth like 20 minutes later and I'm walking back and I'm going, Oh my gosh, like, where are these people going? There's this line of, I kid you not over 200. I counted them people in line (laughs) and I'm going Oh, it's for the platinum booth. Haley's there. And so you're at this table signing and it's cool because I take it for granted that I get to talk to you all the time, but that line was full of these little girls and it was so sweet to see. And you do such a good job of taking the time for each of them, but it was really neat to see. And I hope you do see how many people look up to you because not only are you an amazing competitor and horsewoman. But you take the time and you are uh, very kind to all the people that follow you. And it was really neat to be able to see those little girls and how special it was to actually get a chance to meet you. I mean, do you realize really? that? Does that sink into you?
1: It, You know, it does because I've been that little girl. Uh, my parents did not let me go to Vegas when I was a kid. I, I envy all these kids. They were like, when you're 18, you can make sense of this place on your own. But um, I, I did go to my first NFR when I was 18 to watch and I have a picture with Lisa Lockhart. So uh, not to date her. I hope she doesn't kick me for this, but, um, but I do, I have a picture my senior year of high school with her. She was signing autographs. I've got one with Sherry Survey that same year and to know how much that meant to me, because of course at the time I did not know what 10 years later was going to look like for me. So I, it is a very real thing that These are rodeo fans, these are young competitors, and it takes fans and it takes uh, youth rodeo, it takes all of it to keep our sport spinning. But this is also the future of our professional sport. So some little girl that I signed for will be in my shoes in 10 years. In some way or another. And that does mean a lot to me. So it is a balancing act of trying to sign as many as possible in the short period of time, while also getting to spend a significant time with each person and make sure that we can have a conversation that they don't forget. Um, sometimes I get a little tired and get a little more in zombie mode. So I do try and wake myself up and make this be an important experience for them because for some of them, they are excited to meet us. And, um, I do think it's great that we have the opportunity to do it there. Um, but like I said, also trying to make sure everybody gets through the line. So, um, I think this year I set like a personal record of 250 sheets in an hour. Um, we were rolling one day, (laughs) um, trying to make sure that everybody who wanted an autograph and a picture got their chance. So um, we, we do our best to to meet everybody and we never get everybody accomplished, you know, with people's schedules coming in and out and our schedules of trying to sign. I know we don't meet everyone, but I hope they come back next year or I hope I meet them somewhere else because if it is that important to them, then I need to make sure it's important to me too. I
0: love that. I think that's a great attitude. And Lisa Lockhart is a class act and, one of the most genuine, nice, amazing people that you will ever meet. So that's, um, that's pretty cool. It was great to see her do so well at the NFR for her 16th qualification is just amazing. And that's been on so many different horses. So it's, it's really special. So pretty cool. Well, Haley Kinsel, let me tell you, it is great to, uh, to be able to hear your voice, talk to you a little bit about the success that we saw you have in Las Vegas, Um, To be able to sit in our living rooms and cheer you and sister on and then be there in person to watch you succeed in such an amazing way, year after year is a treat. Um, And we are so blessed and so thankful to have you as part of our team at Platinum and just a good friend of ours, you know, what a pleasure to help be a very, very small part um of the success that you and sister have throughout the year you know and and we're just proud to be a part of it so thank you for joining me my friend and um and we we certainly can't wait to see what you do in 2023
1: well i'm very thankful for you guys small as you may call it it is an important integral part of our team so we're very thankful for you guys at platinum and thank you we'll see you in the next year
0: Sounds great. And to all of you listening, thank you for joining us on an episode of It Starts Within. And please join us on the next one and sit beside us as we watch Haley Kinsel and sister go for another one in 2023. Take care all.